0: Time to play the game! Time to play the game! number Number nine. 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 Hello and welcome to episode nine of Tapped Out. This is your host, The Game coming to you. I've got several things to cover today. Uh, First will be a budget build of a red-green Warp World deck, then a product review of Ultra Pro's Mana Symbol Boxes and Sleeves, a cost-cutting combo with uh, a couple of interesting cards, Uh, people probably already seen something like this anyway, and uh, a listener contest. First off, I wanted to uh, go over uh, what I played at game day and that um, uh, Rise of the Eldrazi game day, that is. And originally, I was going to play a Red Deck Winds, and later I splashed it with black uh, to take care of the pesky uh, core firewalkers. Uh, what I did was the night before, I figured I would test it out while playing in an Emperor game and square it off right across right across from me was a vampire deck and I didn't really consider vampires to be all that much of a, of a difficulty I had a lot of burn I you know figured it'd be you know fairly easy I just could not get off the ground uh, with the build of the deck which was pretty much like it was like I gave last week uh, their removal was too much I couldn't get a kiln fiend to swing And I figured if that's going to wreck me, and I knew that White was going to have a a little bit of an easier time with the Firewalkers and such, that I'd go ahead and change it up. And what I did was I had seen an interesting uh, article that morning from uh, Benny Smith on Star City Games, and he gave four different Red Green Warp World decks. And I was already planning on making some kind of a... green ramp or or a warp world deck or something like that and with with his decks I went ahead and looked at it. I saw one that I was fairly close to being able to make and I figured I'd go ahead and make that make a few minor little tweaks. It ended up being with the main deck and the sideboard just within what I'd consider a budget realm, at least right now, of under $250, and I think that with some of the tweaks that I have upcoming, that the deck could easily be around the $200 range. This is what I played. Three Lotus Cobra, four Kozilek Predator, four Nest Invader, four Overgrown Battlement, four Emrakul's Hatcher, three Spawn Sire of Ulamog, four Warp World, four Prophetic Prism, three Awakening Zone, uh, two Awakening, no, three Awakening Zone, two Trace of Abundance, seven Forests, five Mountains, four Eldrazi Temples, four Rootbound Crags, and four Misty Rainforests. Now, most of the uh, cost of the main deck was the Lotus Cobras, the Awakening Zones, and the uh, Non-Basic Lands. And I'll go over that because some of those are going to be scratched in my next build of it. My sideboard had two Trace of Abundance, two Electropotence, two Goblin War Paint, four Goblin Bushwhacker, one Eldrazi, Eldrazi Conscription, three Emrakul, one Kozilek, and one Ulamog. Now, I know that I made some bad mistakes in the sideboard. Um, electropotence doesn't work like I thought it would, but uh, it still is a fairly quality card. Uh, unfortunately I, I don't think that in this deck it's going to uh, going to uh, make a splash uh, just because of how Warp World works uh, Goblin Bushwhacker which I never did side in was was probably a very good card but I still haven't figured out exactly how to side in I'd love to cast a Warp World with a Bushwhacker in hand um as far as the other side, sideboard cards, uh, Kozilek and Ulamog probably don't even need to be there. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I also had an Eldrazi subscription or conscription in the sideboard. And I'm not sure that that needed to be there, uh, either. But, um, the, the three Emrakuls, uh, definitely needed to be there and was probably, uh, one of the causes to how I did in the, uh, tournament. Um, uh, While I was in the tournament, I ended up playing four matches. Two against Naya and two against Jund. And uh, one of each playing Vengevine. Um, How did I do? Didn't win a match. And it all started from uh, match number one, which I should have won. But I made a very bad mistake. And I'll kind of go over um, how it played out a little bit. Um, Game one... Uh, I had to Warp World twice in a row, and neither time could really warp into what I needed to. I was four mana short of using the Spawn Sire's ability, which would have won me the game in the first game. Second game, I came out and um, did one Warp World and just flopped the nuts on it. Uh, Got four creatures off the Warp World. All four of them were overgrown battlements. This being with one Emrakul, I sighted in after game one in hand. Next turn, hard cast Emrakul, uh, tapping out the um, the um, battlements while my opponent was at 12 due to his putrid leeches, and um, won the game from there. Uh, game three, this is where I... Made the very, very bad sideboarding decision, and it cost me big time. Uh, because I was able to hardcast the cool I was thinking, well, yeah, let's try to make sure that I've got one, and sighted in a second one. And I think I sighted out two Ulamog, or, or Sponsai or Ulamog. Huge mistake. I warp-worlded, and warp-worlded into both my Emrakuls. And that was pretty much game from there. Those hit the, uh, board and then he was able to, uh, overrun me with, um, with, uh, his creatures the next turn. And from there, it just kind of went downhill. Um, you know, one bad mistake. Yeah, you know, I can't really say I was on full tilt, but I might've been on full tilt. Uh, you know, after that, uh, had some, I had one match where I didn't hit a warp world once. I just got rolled. Um, uh, you know, another one where I warp worlded into um, Siege Gang Commander that they were able to finish me off with, and uh, another one where I warp worlded my opponent into a Kozilek, and that was pretty much it. I, I had a Spawn Sire, but he had a Kozilek, and that was uh, that was gain game after a couple of Annihilator four attacks. And the deck seemed to to perform. Pretty well, if I hadn't made some stupid mistakes with it, uh, probably would have won at least a couple of the matches. Um, I do, I did like it even against the uh, Jun that ran the Vengevine. Uh, uh, everything everything seemed pretty good as long as they didn't have anything with Trample. I was just going to jump block most of the time anyway. Um, so you know the the deck didn't perform as well as I thought. I knew that the sideboard was. Bad, very bad. Um, I just tried to uh, cobble together a sideboard. I still think the Bushwhackers are not a bad idea, but uh, some of the other things probably need to go. And that is going to lead, and I didn't have one last week, but that is going to lead into my listener contest for this week. Uh, My listener contest for this week is to give me some tweaks for the sideboard now with the main deck i already know what i need to do Uh, one i need to find a fourth lotus cobra somehow two i need to get rid of the eldrazi um, or the eldrazi uh, temple eldrazi temples and honestly i don't know that i need the eldrazi monuments Um, i may need them against um, blue white control uh, you know blue white tap out but you know other than that I don't know that I really need an Eldrazi Monument in the deck even, but uh, definitely need to ditch the um, four Eldrazi Temples to get more basic lands, and I need to bring in uh, the two Trace of Abundance out of the sideboard into the main deck somehow, because that card was absolutely amazing uh, uh, at the game day. But what I really need to do is I need to come up with a much better sideboard for this deck. So, what What I'm going to do is s- listen to the listener submissions. Try to give me a, a sideboard for this deck and try to make it budget, at least more budget than I did. The Emrakuls have to stay but as far as anything else um, uh, go for it and let me know what you think. And my email address for this is the underscore rat underscore bastard at yahoo.com which for uh, longtime listeners of the MTG cast network know that that was my moniker uh, before starting this um, starting this podcast. And go ahead and give me your submissions and I'm going to take one of them, whichever one I, that I deem best, or who knows you might be the only one listening and it might be the only submission. And I have, in my hands, as everyone who had listened before knows, I have a lot of signed cards, but I have a playset of signed Shriek Shriekmoz from the artist Steve Prescott that I was able to get at the uh, last pre-release, the uh, Rise of Eldrazi pre-release here in Columbus. And so whoever, whichever sideboard that I choose, that's what, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to give the uh, winner my playset of Signed, Moss. Now, on to the... I'll just go ahead and give my uh, cost-cutting combo. Everybody everybody who listened last week knew that I was uh, talking about the red deck wins, and I just wasn't able to get there with Kiln, Kiln Fiend the way the deck was built. Uh, it was uh, too subject to removal. And that is uh, what the cost-cutting combo is this week. And I'm thinking, maybe next time I build this deck to play, it's not going to be red-black, but red-white. And the combo is Kiln Fiend with Emerge Unscathed. Now, as people know about the Kiln Fiend, it's a 1-2 that gets plus 3, plus 0 when you play an instant or sorcery spell until end of turn. Emerge Unscathed will give a target creature protection from color of your choice until end of turn, and it has rebound. And that's really nice because, one, it's going to be able to withstand somebody's targeted removal, or maybe even uh, uh, you know any uh, mass damage effect uh, with the Emerge Unscathed, whether it's on their turn or whether it's during your main phase. And then during your next main phase, it will rebound, giving it plus three, plus zero, and then giving it protection from a color that hopefully you'll be able to, uh, you know, get through their blockers that way. If nothing else, maybe it'll, um, uh, force people to, uh, stop an attack and uh, keep something back on an attack, um, of different colors. And, you know, maybe that'll get you an extra turn or something, which, uh, with the red deck wins might be all you need. So, um, that's my combo for this week, and I know that other people have uh, been comboing other things with Kiln Fiend, and it uh, be uh, interesting if uh, anybody else has any ideas on uh, what you can combo with uh, Kiln Fiend, but uh, I figured Emerge Unscathed was a, a pretty nice one to do, and it's going to give you a uh, 4-2 with the protection from a color of your choice, uh, swinging into the red zone on your uh, next, main, main, or next uh, turn. And the last thing I'm going to do is a, a product review. Now, um, over the course of a few weeks, I bought a full set of Ultra Pro mana symbol deck boxes. Uh, they're all pretty nice. They, it, it, each one of them has uh, one of the uh, colored mana symbols on each side of the box, and it uh, has a top that uh, flips down. And it doesn't have any Velcro or anything like that, but it really doesn't need it. Uh, I also bought a set of sleeves for each one of them. Like I said, this is over several weeks. There's no way I could do it uh, uh, every, you know, do it all at once. It was just a little, little too much out of my price range. But uh, I think it took me about a month or so, a little over a month. I was able to get all of them together, and I found that it's it's a little it's a little odd um, the results that I'm having with them. Some of them. And I've heard this from other people with uh, some other boxes similar made by Ultra Pro, that the they um, the color rubs off of them very easily. And uh, my blue one did that. I've got a scratch on the front of it, um, which I don't. I have no idea how how the scratch even got there, but uh, the scratch taken off some of the paint and around the edges, uh, some of the paint is wearing off of the box. Other boxes I haven't had that problem with. But then again, I've had some of them a little longer than others, and blue may have been one of the first ones that I got, so that may be the reason why, because I've had it around a little while longer. As far as the sleeves went, the sleeves have been great. I've heard a lot of people with horror stories, oh, their sleeves split easy, or... or um, you know, I've even had some of the uh, Ultra Pro sleeves that have, the backs have peeled off of them. Not so with these sleeves. These sleeves have seemed to be a, uh, a very good buy uh, for the money. I haven't had any problems with uh, any of the sleeves splitting at all. I haven't had any problems with any of them bending. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, every sleeve is going to have problems with uh, corners. But even so, even with uh, some of the corners bending, uh, the backs have not been coming off of them. The sleeves have been really, really good. And that—that that is, my suggestion would be, if nothing else, the sleeves are fine. The deck boxes, if you've got something soft, like I've got one of the—I've um, got one of the Ultra Pro cases with the foam inside of it. Um, as long as the boxes aren't going to be um, jiggling around, rubbing on the other stuff, it should be fine. Um, if if it's rubbing against other uh, hard surfaces, though, you may have some problems like I did with some of the paint coming off of them and uh, the box looking kind of raggedy uh, after a few weeks. But overall, it's it's been a good buy. And that is uh, pretty much all I've got this week. I do want to um, I do want to uh, uh, tell everybody that I'm probably going to be doing the podcast every other week uh, one to I still haven't gotten a co-host yet I'm going to try to see if I can get somebody who can uh, show up every other week and the other is that uh, uh, going through divorce my uh, uh, kids live out of town and I have them other, every other weekend so I don't have a lot of time to you know, go ahead and you know do a lot of playing and, and, and do a podcast every week so more than likely it's going to be every other week one last thing, if you haven't checked out the Revolver Golden Gods Awards on VH1 Classic, you might want to do it if you're a fan of heavy metal. If nothing else, go to YouTube and find the performance of Ace of Spades done by Slash, Lemmy, and Dave Gruel from the Foo Fighters. It was absolutely awesome. <laughs> of course, I'm a big Motorhead fan if you couldn't tell. So, until next time. If you're not down with that, we got two work for ya! Tapped out.